0: We're looking at a ton of leaks like there's so many things that are gonna that that can happen and so Welcome back to the digital dive podcast a conversation about tech. My name is Darsh. I am one of your hosts And I am also your only host this week. This is yet another solo episode. Jacqueline had the really cool opportunity to go to South Korea to visit the Samsung headquarters. And there was a ton of cool content that she's going to be coming out of there with. So definitely, definitely go check out her page at Jacqueline, both on YouTube and on Instagram. She'll be posting a lot there with all that content. With that being said, though, guys, this week, I want to talk a little bit about Google I.O., specifically more about what we're expecting in terms of new product releases, uh, especially within the realm of the Google Pixel Fold and the new Google Pixel tablet, which have both been rumored heavily. Now, one thing I do want to note is that I am a little bit of a Google fanatic when it comes to their products. I've just always thought they were amazing, and I'm really excited for this Google I.O. event just so I can see everything that's happening. So if you like what you hear this episode, guys, make sure to hit that follow button on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It ultimately helps us cut the show out to even more people, and it notifies you of every episode that we put out, which is every Monday at 7 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Eastern. With that being said, we thank you, appreciate it, and let's just jump into this episode. So apologies, everyone. My voice may sound a little bit sinusy, nasally today, just because uh, the pollen has definitely gone crazy the past couple of days, and I've been a little stuffed up. With that being said, though, I'm still here with a new episode, I still wanna talk to you guys. You guys are my friends, I love talking tech with you every week, and this week is no different. Now, we're gonna start out first with the Google Pixel Fold. Now, I think that this is probably the most interesting gadget that's gonna be coming out of Google this year, mostly because we haven't seen any real foldable devices that can rival that of Samsung. Now, Samsung has done an incredible job over the past couple of years of kind of dominating that foldable market because they were able to capture it really early on and have been able to actually provide proper iterations year after year. Now, what we're looking at and what we're thinking is going to come out is something similar to the Google Pixel Fold, not the Flip. So this is going to be more of a book style foldable device coming from Google. It's going to look reminiscent of the Google Pixel 7. And I think that it is going to be honestly really cool. I'm really interested to see how Google goes about implementing foldables, and we know that a foldable from Google has been coming for a while just because of last year's Google I.O. and the year prior. We had noticed that Google had actually given more integrations and opportunities for foldable manufacturers to actually utilize Google software in a foldable space, and there's no way that Google's just going to go ahead and do that without trying to create their own product to rival those competitors. So what we're looking at right now is, again, it's very similar to that of the Google Pixel 7, but it's going to be a foldable device that's looking kind of reminiscent also of the Samsung Galaxy Fold. Now I've had the Fold and I've used it for a couple of months, and I think that's honestly a fantastic phone all around. But one thing that does bother me is one, the hinge which has still has a slight little crease in between when you actually fold it over. So the two layers of phones almost have like a little bit of area for dust to get through, which can be a problem. And this is actually kind of notorious amongst so many different foldable prototypes and foldables that we are seeing in the market today. Now, what Google is claiming is that their new foldable is going to be the best and most durable hinge available like that like that's what they're trying to sell it as so it's going to be very interesting to see how that kind of all plays out in terms of the actual durability with the fold again though these are all based off of leaks and reports that are coming from all over the internet uh some of which are actually coming from john prosser who we know is an extremely reliable source um we also had him on the podcast and if you guys haven't checked out that episode it was really really interesting so definitely go back and check out our john prosser interview that was a phenomenal episode that definitely caught a lot of attention with that being said, though, we're thinking that this is going to fall along the pre-order window um, a, like a little bit after May 10th, which is the announcement. So the announcement is going to be May 10th. That's going to be Google I.O., and it's going to be available for purchase immediately after. And soon after that, you'll be able to actually get it at about, I think, May 30th. And as far as the price goes, the rumors are that we're looking at about $17.99. Something more in line with that of the Samsung Galaxy Fold. So there is going to be a lot of crossover here and I think that they're definitely positioning this phone as the competitor, the main competitor for the Pixel Fold, which honestly kind of begs the question in my opinion, whether or not we're going to actually see potentially even Apple come out with a foldable sometime soon. I know that it's it's in the works. It definitely has to be at this point, but Apple definitely likes to sit back a little bit and watch all of these new iterations and innovations kind of unfold first before they kind of throw their hat in the ring. So with that being said, I guess we're going to find out how the Google Pixel fold is going to look. Now, we're also looking at a Google Pixel 7a that's supposed to be coming out. Again, it's going to have a similar timeline. It's going to be announced on May 10th and available for purchase immediately after releasing somewhere around May 30th. So that's kind of where the rumors are sitting there. In terms of colorways, though, we have charcoal, snow, sea, which is like a light blue, and coral, which is only going to be available through the Google store. Personally, from everything I've seen in terms of leaks and colorways when it comes to Google devices, Coral is definitely the way that I personally like to go because I think it definitely looks very, very interesting. That and C. I think those two are most, I guess, favorable (laughs) in my head personally, but that just might be me there. Now, they are both expected to come out with Google's Tensor G2 processor. Now, one of the reasons that this is really exciting is because Google Tensor came out and had a bundle of issues when it first released. Now, when I say a bundle of issues, I'm talking like Wi-Fi wasn't working, Bluetooth wasn't working. Things that natively sit in the processing chip were not working. And that is a little bit of a cause for alarm, especially from a company like Google that's releasing this as the primary processor for their smartphones. And not only just their smartphones, but their flagship smartphone. So there's definitely a lot to be desired here from the Tensor G2 processor. But from everything I've seen and heard from the Google Pixel 7... The Tensor G2 apparently is extremely powerful. I personally haven't had a chance to use it yet, but from everything I've heard it sounds incredible. Now, we're looking at a ton of leaks. Like there's so many things that are going that, that can happen. And so, we don't know if this is for sure going to come out. There is a very good chance that we see some new devices come out at this event that aren't foldables. And when I say that, I'm more so referring to the Google Pixel tablet. Now, The Google Pixel tablet has definitely caught my eye a little bit more than the Fold for me personally, but I feel like the Fold is a bit more of a, I guess, favorable news item. So the Pixel tablet is effectively coming in to rival that of the iPad Pro or the Samsung Galaxy Tab S7, I believe, or S8. And so the purpose of this tablet is going to be just kind of the same. It's going to be that other, that new introduction for Google to kind of enter back into the tablet space. And fun fact for everyone watching, actually, I used to have the Nexus 7 which was their 7-inch tablet way back when. And it was dubbed, honestly, by a lot of people as one of the best 7-inch tablets you could buy. And so I have a lot of hope for what I can expect from the Google Pixel tablet, and I think that there's a lot to desire here. So in terms of rumors and reports, and this is from 9to5Google, from what they've heard, because there's also been a couple of leaks and news coming out of CNBC— But the Pixel tablet is supposed to have 8 gigs of RAM and come in two storage options that are going to be 128 gigs and 256 gigs. So it's definitely going to kind of rival that of the iPad, at least the base models. Now, we're looking in terms of pricing. The reason that the pricing has kind of come forward is because of a recent Amazon leak. So someone actually put up a listing for the Google Pixel tablet's display stand. So there's going to be a dock so that if you want to, you can put the pixel tablet onto the dock and it's going to look like a huge nest hub. And now you can probably hear and kind of see why I'm excited with that. I think that the Nest Hub is a phenomenal device. I have one and I've been using it for over two years. It is literally the hub for my entire smart home. And I find it so, so versatile. I use it for music. I use it to control my lights. I use it for my alarm. And when I say I use it for my alarm, I mean I literally use it every morning for my alarm. It is the only way I can wake up in the morning now without feeling super groggy because I have a sunset alarm or a sunrise alarm. And that kind of slowly allows my lights to illuminate within a 10 minute span prior to my alarm going off. So I feel like I actually feel more awake and there's a lot of science behind this with when your body notices light after like while being asleep, that's when you start waking up because it's your body's indication that the sun is rising. So you should wake up. So I find it extremely useful to get up without feeling very groggy. So anyway, kind of back to the pixel tablet here. The Pixel tablet is definitely a very, very interesting device for me. Personally, it's going to be coming out with a 10-inch screen, which is phenomenal to hear because 10 inches is going to be a lot of space to play with, and it's definitely going to be one of those more productivity-focused devices. Now, the stand alone is going to be about $130, which is quite premium for an actual tablet stand, all considered, but it will actually have built-in speakers and reportedly wi-fi and bluetooth connectivity standard into the stand itself so that if you were listening to music through the stand you'd actually be able to continue doing so even when removing the tablet from the dock itself which honestly sounds pretty dope i know for me personally i definitely want to consider this as an option for like my bedside table having this as like the main google hub that's going to run my entire smart home but where this comes into more of an issue is when we start looking at the price tag for what this might actually look like and That's going to be somewhere around $800. And it's a little expensive for me just for a smart home automation setup, but it is a very interesting premise. There is no rumors as of right now whether or not Google will be implementing a stylus into the mix as well. I think that a stylus for this could be very useful, but also I don't know necessarily if Google has that infrastructure yet to actually build out those kind of stylus-based apps. One thing that I found with my iPad that is extremely useful, especially with the Apple Pencil, is the fact that I can download apps like Procreate and like pretty much do like full Photoshop-level editing on my iPad and using the stylus as a way to just precisely measure and draw on that screen. The Pixel tablet, started getting rumored, is definitely something I started considering as a replacement for my iPad Pro. And the only thing that's holding me back from that switch, and I guess we'll find out more on May 10th when this is announced, but the only thing that's actually really holding me back is the fact that if there is no stylus connectivity, then for me for work, I have no way of using that. Whereas having the tablet and being able to take it off my nightstand, take it downstairs with me and go sit in my office and work, that would be ideal because I would then be able to take the tablet off my nightstand when I wake up in the morning, take it downstairs, fully charged, ready to go, and I would be able to start working. And I feel like that would be a really good use case just for me personally, but this is maybe a little biased just because I really want to see it uh, happen like this. But there is going to be a lot of connectivity uh, and cool new features introduced with this tablet because you'll be able to have like Google Home natively in- implemented within the device itself. So we can have a lot, a lot of functionality out of this device. But that's where I kind of throw it to you guys. What do you think, like hearing about the Pixel tablet, like, what do you think about it? Where does your head go? What would you be using it for? Do you think that Google can actually create a tablet that is going to rival that of the iPad Pro or even the Samsung Galaxy Tab S8? Where do you guys line there? Because I'm a little confused and a little kind of all over the place on my thoughts on it, but I would love to hear your take. With that being said, in the news cycle this week, this was definitely something that I really did like. And with that kind of a note, let's jump into stuff we like this week. This is a section of the podcast where Jacqueline and I usually talk every week about something new in the media in in the multimedia sphere that kind of gives us uh, some dopamine, some serotonin that week, something that we've been watching, binging, and so on. And so for first and foremost, I'm going to start out with Love is Blind. Now, no no judgments here. I've kinda, I kind of like these reality dating shows. I think they're, for one, really funny, but also I kind of like the drama and the tea, not going to lie. But I was watching this last season, and I finished it uh, last night, and I thought that it was actually really good. The season in itself was a little you know, it's like, it's a little over, over dra- dramatized and a little, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tea and just drama as a whole, but I thought it was kind of interesting. And I watched the reunion last night too. There's so much to unpack there. And I like, honestly, I should maybe make, make a second podcast for just like, for, for this kind of, this kind of content. Cause I have a lot to say, uh, with that being said though, that was my first one for this week. And I'm jumping into my second. I actually started watching this show called, called Ozark. Now it's, kind of a more mature show and it's more on the lines of like drugs and like a more mature subject matter as a whole but it's critically acclaimed and it's just honestly phenomenal i watched the first episode last night as well and i thought that it was great so if you guys haven't seen it yet again mature warning go check it out and the last thing is that I will mention for my Stuff I Like this week is going to be the show You. I've talked about it multiple times in this podcast. I feel like as every season comes out, I always recommend it in Stuff We Like this week. I just finished the fourth season and it was by far the best one yet in my opinion. They changed up a lot of what made the show the show in the sense that, it was very repetitive after the first three seasons, and now this season very much changed a lot, and it actually gave like a very new perspective to the show itself, and they touched on a lot of different and difficult subject matter that I thought was quite interesting. Again, a more mature show, but I thought that overall it was very, very good, and just honestly really well done. Like, Penn Badgley does an amazing job in the role, and... I, I can't recommend it enough. So if you guys want to go check out any of those shows, definitely go check them out. Tweet me what you guys think of them. Uh, and overall, just let us know what you guys think of this podcast. I tried doing something a little bit different here uh, with this episode. So let me know what you guys think. Tweet me at the Digital diPod on Twitter. I would love to hear your take. And also let me know what you think about all the news that's, that I kind of talked about this week. What do you, where do you guys stand on the Google Pixel Fold and on the Google Pixel tablet? Would love to hear your thoughts there. With that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I want to give a huge shout out as always to Adil Constantine for the amazing intro and outro music. And I also want to say a huge thank you to you guys for taking the time to listen every week, Mondays, 7 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Eastern. We love and appreciate all of you for supporting us. This has been honestly a dream. Jacqueline and I have been working on this for three years now and it's honestly part of so ingrained in my routine that even these like weeks like these where I'm recording solo, it just feels weird with Jacqueline not here. And Jacqueline, if you're listening to this, we miss you. It's been a while since you and I just had a solid chat over the mics. I would love to have one very soon. So hopefully we can get a dual episode out to you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Catch you guys next Monday, 7 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Eastern. Bye.